It is the technological world. And as Vancouver's favorite dad, gaming gadgets, and so much more, Blaine Kylo joins us here with the technological world, solocore.com, if you want to follow along online to what Blaine gets up to. Up to Hi, Blainer. Hi. Welcome Happy back to the program. Wednesday. Thanks for being here and all the bits and pieces. Thank you. It's right. nice to be here. Mm-hmm. It's good. I'm glad. I really appreciate that. We've got a lot to get to, so let's get started here. Uh, video games, the largest entertainment spend now in the entire world. There's a couple of core pieces. If you're not a gamer, that's okay. I'm not a gamer either, so we're all learning together. We have, you know, the games you can play on your PC from back in the day. You've got your Xbox, you've got your PlayStation, you've got your Nintendos, you know, then there's the handheld devices, but you also have this online play and it, you know, there's a couple of them, but Steam really is the big one. So if you play Candy Crush just for fun or whatever that game might be for you, that is you being a gamer. So tell us what's going on with that as the foundation of all the gaming things. I don't think I missed anything today. No, I mean, there is such a blend of things, Um, puzzle games, adventure games. There are so many games for every type of person, and everybody's playing games these days, frankly, so it's kind of a moot discussion. Um, And there's so many different devices that we can play on, and one of the things that Valve, which is the company that sort of runs Steam, uh, which is a storefront that you can have on your Windows computer, um, Valve came out with what they called the Steam Deck a couple of years ago, and it essentially is a handheld computer. It's a handheld Windows computer. Well, there's a new Steam Deck. It's a new Steam Deck that has an OLED screen that is HDR enabled. And what they've done is that most of the guts are the same here, but because it's got an OLED screen, that's like the LG TVs, right? Thin, really rich color representation. Fancy. They are also more efficient. So you've got a new Steam Deck that is thinner. It's lighter. It has a better battery life because it's got an OLED screen. And the models that are coming out are priced the same as the equivalent models used to be in the old LCD screens. So you've got um, a 512-gigabyte OLED Steam Deck for 689 Canadian, 819 if you want to double your hard drive capacity to get to one terabyte. Um, and because they've got the new OLEDs out, Valve has discounted the LCD models that are still around, so you can get those at a discount. The new decks go on sale November 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 7, no, I'm going the wrong direction, 1 p.m. Eastern time, Thursday the 16th. Uh, These are going to go fast, and Canadians and Americans get access to a limited edition translucent Steam Deck with a one terabyte hard drive. It's a $40 premium to get that over the standard black version of the Steam Deck OLED. Really interesting update for a handheld computer you can take anywhere. Uh, that's that's pretty hefty technology, really, when you think about it. I mean, I run a business on 512 gigabytes. I mean, I do have off, off you know, storage, server storage for all of the backups and stuff, but, I mean, that's some pretty hefty 
that's more than my laptop. That's more than These everything. These days you need that because the visuals and the graphics that are in the modern day games, it's not uncommon for a game to be 500 gigabytes in mm. size as a download. Um, but the thing about the Steam Deck is you can play all of your Steam library on that, and it's got uh, connectivity, wireless connectivity too. So you really can take your entire Steam library anywhere you go. Wow. Uh, it's incredible stuff. I mean, this is the fun part of it is that you can put it in your pocket and off you go. Not a lot different than playing your Candy Crush when you're on the airplane since we were talking about the cost of flying today. All right, Blaine Kylo's here. It is a technological world. Sci-fi novels, all things science fiction are fun, and it's a big part of the storyline here. Yeah, The Invincible is a new game, an indie game developed by Starward Industries, published by 11-Bit Studios. This is based on the novella by Polish writer Stanislav Lem, and it's a really fascinating game. It's not something that you're going to have to spend 60 hours on. It's a really nice, tight, eight-hour experience. You could stretch it a little longer if you wanted to. You are Yasna. You're an astrobiologist, and you are on the planet Regis Three. You're tasked with trying to uncover what happened with the other explorers on that planet, and there's no combat here, just opportunities to explore and discover and consider. Um, your choices are logged, and what the game does is it builds a comic based on the choices you make, and so at the end of the game, it will deliver your story as a comic book and there are choices that you can make and different endings that will result depending on the choices you make in this game it's a really fascinating meditative exploration um, based on a, a story by one of the best hard sci-fi writers in Stanislav Lem that's cool you know if they would take in you know how Apple used to have you can make a book they, they subcontracted out now you go into photos, you'd organize your photos, you'd put them all in a folder, and it'd be like, here's your new coffee table book. It'd be really cool if you played your game. I mean, this is the kind of technology fun stuff they're talking about. You play your game, you choose your own adventure, if you will, and then when you're done, if you liked it, you hit a button, you pay your nineteen ninety five, and it prints it into a comic book and sends it to your table. I mean, this is the kind of creativity things that we're seeing, yeah? Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating game, and you don't need to print it out because you can have it on your Xbox, your PlayStation 5, or your Windows anytime you want. I love it, but you know the young kids these days, Blaine, they like to watch the videos of other people playing video games. That's how good it is. So maybe they would like a, a coffee table book. I'm just saying. Could you be a million-dollar idea. You never know. Never know. Next on the list, Alan Wake 2. And Baldur's Gate 3, each of those games received eight nominations for the Game Awards. The nominees were revealed on Monday. Um, we talked about Alan Wake 2, I think it was last week, a really phenomenal storytelling achievement by Remedy. And Baldur's Gate 3, we haven't talked about, but everybody else in the world is talking about it. A highly anticipated role-playing adventure game set in the sort of world of Dungeons & Dragons that people are raving about. Other Game of the Year nominations went to Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, which is a remake of that game, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, these are going to be handed out in a broadcast on December 7th, starts at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. 
And I'll call back to last week when we were talking about the potential of a Grand Theft Auto 6 reveal. Now, what Rockstar said is that there will be a trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 sometime in early December. The Game Awards broadcasts on December 7th, which I think qualifies as early December. And in addition to handing out Game of the Year awards in a whole bunch of different categories, one of the things that Jeff Keighley does with the Game Awards is show a whole bunch of trailers for a whole bunch of games that people are excited about and have not yet been announced. It is not inconceivable that the Game Awards will be the place where Rockstar announces Grand Theft Auto 6. Cool. Uh, that's exciting. I mean, so many people love that game, and, and I mean, that's that's an OG of the games now. Uh, that's for sure. Okay, consumer technology, if you're buying um, gadgets and more, you need to um, you need to read before you sign up. Well, you know, you're supposed to. That's why privacy policies exist and end user license agreements exist. Really interesting research by NordVPN supports what we've all known. Those things are too long and they're too difficult to understand. Really interesting. They did some math and determined that it would take someone more than 40 hours to read the policies of the 96 websites that Canadians typically visit in a month. Wow. So a whole week of your time. And they also used what's called the Flesh Reading E-Score, which is a, a readability scale, and determined that most policy documents are very difficult to read, like requiring a university degree. So is it any wonder that nobody reads privacy policies? And that's a problem because those privacy policies essentially set out what the websites are responsible to you for. And so if you're not reading them, you're not really sure what they're doing with your information. NordVPN has some interesting ideas. If you search the policy for what they call red flag keywords like sell and sold or partners and affiliates, you can actually find sections of those policy documents that might give you a sense of whether or not they're selling your information or whether or not they've got any kind of malicious intent with their the, the data that they collect on you. Uh, good stuff to know, that's for sure. And Facebook, which is uh, a lot of people are doubtful of, say they're protecting small business too. Yeah, they've got an interesting um, program that they've launched in Canada. This is the Meta Verified Program. So small businesses looking to stand out on Facebook and Instagram can subscribe. A $37 a month monthly fee gives you a verified badge, gives your company protection against anyone who might try to impersonate your business. And I was thinking about this. It seems like a lot to pay for your business, but I don't think it's a whole lot different than when we had phone books and you would pay for bold of your business in the phone book or in the yellow pages, you would have a display ad to set yourself apart. If you're a business and you're finding customers on Facebook or on Instagram, the Meta Verified program might not be a bad idea to set yourself out from the crowd. The big question to me would be, if somebody does copy you, do you have any recourse with Facebook to have them help in any way, especially if it's a Facebook copy? That would be the thing that, that probably is the ticket, right? Have someone answer the phone when you call. It's probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know how you find out that information? You read the agreement 
that Facebook has when you sign up for MetaVerify. That takes 40 hours to read. You know what? That's actually one of the things that Nord determined. Facebook has a very long privacy document, but it's actually written in very clear, easy-to-read language. So sometimes things might be longer, but that makes them easier to read. Blaine Kylo, solocore.com. Thanks for being here, brother. Of course. We'll see you next week.